Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information to picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Monday, August 29th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created, along with weather data, in order to make one pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode, to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like or don't like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blinding tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, we're back here with some baseball. We have a college football show that cousin Jared and I got up this morning. Uh, a lot of sports this time of year. Yeah, it's, it's a great, it's, a little, time. it's great. It's a little overwhelming. I feel like just like, there's just so much happening, you know, it's yeah. fun, but it's like, there's a lot going on right now. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, this is what's great for like a little Monday right here. You get just a little taste of some baseball. Then as you slowly build up and get the, then to that Thursday where you have all mm. the all the great games starting on college football. It's just, yep. just a great time of year. The weather's getting nice, so you can kind of hang out outside without sweating all crazy like. Still kind of, still pretty hot here in Texas. Uh, well, we had yeah. some, we had some rain last week, and Mrs. Professor was talking about. She's like, I think I got fooled a little bit by the cooler temperatures from the rain. I was like, Yeah, it's still going to be like ninety degrees today. Like, it's not. <laughs> it's better than a hundred, but I mean, it's yeah. still not like <laughs> that cool. Well, all right. Know, well, that's what you get for living that far south. Completely fair. Completely fair. Uh, all right. Before we get to today's slate, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you are yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on, to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball and your college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you others in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. We've also partnered with Horse Racing Today. For those of you who like to play the ponies, you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. They've got a team of five with over 125 years from combined experience in handicapping horse races. There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or the website. The links are in the description. All right, so we'll get going here. No day games today, but we do have 640 Eastern. We'll start us off with the Cardinals at the Reds. Biggest question mark I feel in this game, can the Cardinals break the curse of Sunday Night Baseball? It's really the only question you have in this game, right? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, the talent on either side is not like there's a big gap here. There's a big gap here. You're absolutely right. Miles Michaelis versus Chase Anderson. Uh, Chase Anderson was a name I was like, I haven't seen that name in quite a while. He was actually pitching as a reliever in Tampa Bay's minor league system. And then the Reds were like, hey, we need a pitcher. You want to come help us out? And he said yes. So uh, back in the big leagues now, uh, you can't expect too much from him. The model actually gives him a rating of 136, which is worse than Adam Aller. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's towards the very bottom. I think there's only one guy half now below him, um, and that's TJ Zook for the uh, Phillies, who's been just abysmal. 
So uh, not good things. You don't expect them to go long, and and then you turn it over to a bad Reds bullpen. <laughs> the Cardinals off it should have a field day here, assuming they show up. And that's been, like you said, the curse of Sunday Night Baseball. The teams haven't shown up the next day for one reason or the other. If it's ever going to be broken, it has to be tonight, though. A big pitching mismatch. Michaelis, a 335 ERA. Underline metrics have them just a little bit higher than that. Uh, Cardinals off it so much better. Relievers uh, so much better. I mean, every which way this is a mismatch is possible. Model says even accounting for that Sunday Night Baseball lag or whatever you want to call it the model still says this should be cardinals minus 305 minus 304 the price thing is minus 205 i mean there's a huge edge here on the cardinals i'm all over the cardinals but i'm gonna switch back to run line. i've been making a lot of money line plays here uh i got a bunch of run line plays here today the odds on some of these are just way out of control and did a little research finally looked into some of this run line stuff and I think there's some opportunities for us to, to take advantage of the run line. A lot of y'all were commenting about this, and I said I absolutely agree. I just didn't really have the opportunity to look into it. Uh, looking into it, I think we got a couple situations where those medium-sized dogs haven't paid off. That makes more sense for run lines. And we have some situations here where some of these giant favorites have not paid off as well. Uh, the odds have just gotten too high on them overall. And I think that's kind of the same thing here with the Sunday Night Baseball lag i mean if the cardinals lose this game i just much rather be on a minus 134 play than a minus 205 show up they should win and win big um so it's an a great play for me in the cardinals run line here at minus 134 i like the money line as well i'm just i'm like i said in general if i play one i'd play the other as well it's just personal preference my personal preference here is to jump on this run line because like i said i think it, it, it's uh, the cardinals one is not as likely um, as you might think here, I think the Cardinals either kill them and run away with it, or they accidentally lose because teams coming off Sunday night baseball. That's apparently just all they can do. Um, total in this game is nine and a half model says exactly nine and a half. Uh, well, interesting enough, we're here in Cincinnati, mid eighties to start mid seventies to close some rain in the area and a wind may be slightly blowing in. So I we'll have to keep an eye on the rain. Uh, but the model says this total is spot on. So sticking with the Cardinals, again, whether it's money line or I'm on the run line here, huge edge. I love them. A great play. I think we finally break the Sunday night baseball curse here. If it's ever going to happen, like I said, this is the situation for it with how bad the Reds are. Uh, Jake, what do you have for us? Yeah, like I think we talked about this earlier in the year. Like this is about the time where teams like the Reds are just going to start throwing dark shots in the dark. All right, let's see what you got. Let's see what let's yep. see what you can do it. And so you're going to get a lot of these kind of like you said pulling Chase Anderson out of somebody else's minor league yeah. system. Like, I think we're going to see some more of that stuff, especially with those like teams that are at that level. And and I think the Cardinals will take full advantage of it tonight. Yeah. And I think the run lines are kind of smart look here because you know sports books and everybody's kind of got these teams figured out right now. Like you kind of know where they're going to be. So it's the money line odds are going to. I think we're going to see bigger, like big mm -hmm. favorites. And like we've seen, we've seen up. lately some of these numbers getting really out of hand. Yeah. So I think the run lines are really smart to look at right now, and this Cardinals one, they should take full advantage of it. I mean, they just they did win a big, a big couple of games with the Braves mm -hmm. there, so hopefully there's not too much of a letdown, but I don't think that happens. I think we got a good chance to see Pujols add one or two more to his count, maybe get, get a little closer to that 700 number. So it's good. Especially in that, in that park, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a great hitter's park. So hopefully that rain stays away and he can do it. Yep.
Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I'm just I'm surprised their money line price is so low. Uh, we've seen some of these really big money line prices, and maybe it's coming down a little bit because people have realized that taking the big money lines hasn't been on net profitable. We've tried to zig and zag and find the spots where it is profitable and done okay. We've done better than just playing all of them because there's been a lot of big favorites that I've said, hey, stay away from, and those have been most of the ones that have not worked out. Uh, but even then, we've still got bitten a few times by these big favorites. I, I'm just surprised the number isn't higher. Um, I, I, the Sunday baseball thing is, is looming for sure, and it's and it's in Cincinnati. But I mean, this is a massive mismatch everywhere across the field, and I don't know how the Reds find nine innings here to get through this game. It, it, the only hope, the only hope the Reds have is the Cardinals just are still asleep from last night, which again we've seen. But I, you know, part of that is a little bit mental, and part of it's physical from the travel. Absolutely, you know, the Reds were comfortably in their beds last night, but like teams travel a lot. Like at some point, if they're if if part of it's mental. You have to under like you have to assume the Cardinals know about this now, right? They've heard about this, and they're they know like we can't sleepwalk through this game or we'll lose because baseball teams lose all the time, even good ones, right? So you have to assume that they'll be they'll show up and play, and if they do, they should win handily, right? Am I? I feel like I'm I feel like I'm not too crazy, but I don't know. Maybe I am. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, and I mean, I wonder at some point how much this becomes like a self fulfilling prophecy, you know, like where the oh no, like the the like mentally the Sunday night baseball thing starts to take more effect than it actually does like physically. Yeah. So I wonder if that kind of plays into it just where it's just beaten into their head that, Oh, we're going to play bad tonight. Cause we yeah. played last night. Kind of yeah, you do, you do wonder. And it's just such a small sample size of this. We don't really have a big enough data set to really figure out like what's random and what's no all the other stuff. And so it's just, it's a, there's a lot of questions. It's a yeah. weird trend. And yeah. like I said, a little bit of the trend makes sense, but not nearly to the effect it's had like teams playing a little bit worse the next day. Sure. I totally understand. But yeah, the way it's gone has been really bonkers. But yeah. If, if it's, it, some of the teams coming off Sunday baseball have won, they haven't all lost. And it's like, this has got to be another one that wins, right? Like, yeah. The Brits are so bad. And like I said, I'm not expecting anything out of Chase Anderson and neither is the model. Uh, so again, Jake and I are both all over the Cardinals here tonight, both on the run line, but again, I think money line's probably a solid look too. I'm just securing myself a little bit better odds in case they accidentally lose it outright. Uh, one of the game at this time, slot 640 Eastern, first pitch Dodgers to the Marlins, no rain here because they've got a roof there in Miami. Uh, Tony Gonsolin versus Pablo Lopez, two pitchers that project about the same according to the model. Uh, Results-wise, we talked about Gonsolin's having a great year, sustained by... Uh, a really low batting average on balls in play. I've tweeted about this. I don't expect it to continue. He keeps doing it, but I just, I, I talked about this last week. There's been a long list of pitchers that I kind of keep saying there's some smoke and mirrors here. And eventually just one by one, they eventually have a bad start. Not to say this Marlins offense is the one to take advantage of it, but I just, I'm not as high as Tony Gonsolin as the books are. Um, Pablo Lopez kind of getting it right last start against the A's. Of course that was just the A's. The Dodgers are a little bit better offensively than the A's. Uh, just a little, um, mm -hmm. Just a little, little. Oh. yeah, and right. Maybe, maybe that's debatable, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, I, I like I like Pablo Lopez here. Uh, it, the Dodgers are just so good, and we saw it yesterday. I mean, once they got two or three runs off Cabrera, it was like you kind of knew that game was over. Um, it's always scary playing against the Dodgers. I'll take the Marlins here on the run line. It's plus odds on the run line, but just a C grade pick. There's not a big edge here with regards to the money line. The model says 186. And so at 192, there'd be a little bit of value on the Marlins, but these mid-sized dogs, the ones you talked about probably better on the run line because they haven't been as profitable. The bigger dogs haven't really wanted a higher clip, but their uh, big plus odds have made the payout worth it. And the big plus odds here, are just not quite enough. It should be a low-scoring game. Model says 6.9. Actual total is 7. Low-scoring game. Maybe the Marlins lose something like, you know, 3-2 to two or something. Um, 
it's only a C grade pick also though, just because this Dodgers team can play add on like we saw yesterday. And I, I just don't want to go too heavy against them in this spot. I didn't mind going heavier against them. Um, with Sandy, I didn't mind going heavier against him when I've got crazy high plus odds, but this one's just not as exciting for me. I'll do it, but just a lean here on the Marlins. I think it's the smarter play, um, but it's not what I'm saying run to the window on. I just, I think again, the price on the Dodgers is too high. I think I'd rather just pass if you don't like the Marlins. And I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Uh, Jake, what do you got? Yeah, this is one I'm staying away from. I, I can't in good faith <laughs> fade the Dodgers at any level. Yeah. They, there's just there's no break. They don't make mistakes. It's just that offense comes at you hard and heavy. And then, I mean, that, that has to be a, such a confidence boost. To maybe be why you're seeing Gonzalez's numbers kind of do better than uh, what like than what's expected is because I mean when you're not scared to really make a mistake because you know that offense is behind you, you can get a little more like challenging and kind of take some more risk and stuff and he, that might be paying off for him. I, I don't know, but I, I can't, uh, this is tough to go against the Dodgers. I mean, Sandy might be the one Marlins pitcher I, I would go against him on just cause he can dominate a game. But the rest of these guys, I don't, I don't, uh, staying away from this one. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of, again, my point on it too, is I, I think back to, we had the a grade play on the Marlins on Saturday with Sandy and, we were getting, I think, plus 180 or something like that, plus one. But it wasn't that much worse than plus 192. And I'm, I'm like, Pablo's a good pitcher, but, I mean, he's not in the same realm as Sandy is. And so it's like, I, 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 just just that comparison alone, I know there's other factors, but just that comparison alone, I'm like, if I like if I was getting the plus 170 or whatever with Sandy, I'm like, the comparison to Pablo, like, to, to like the Marlins that much, I would need, like, plus 210, plus 220, plus 230. It gets them to that point, it's a different story, but at plus 190, it's like, I, I, again, like I said, I think the price on the Dodgers is too high, but the price on the Marlins isn't exciting enough to be like, hey, I think you should try a flyer on it's like, it's a side I'll be on, but yeah, it's just like, I'm with you. It's like, you need, you need big odds or you need the right pitcher. And Pablo's like good enough to give you hope, but still probably gets, gives up a few runs this Dodgers team because the Dodgers can hit almost everybody. Yeah. I mean, like Pablo's not, maybe if Pablo was having one of his better years, but it's like, it's just things aren't bouncing his way right now. So I'm just not, it's not one I'm willing to take the chance on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like the Dodgers team to seem to just be able to, their offense is just good enough to have success on good pitchers, right? Like a lot of teams do okay against good pitchers, but the Dodgers like need a great pitcher. It seems like to hold them down. And and again, you never know what's going to happen. And that's the whole point too. Random variability bounce the ball. And again, it's, it's all about the price here. Dodgers can easily win a close game. That's why plus odds on the run line. I think makes sense. It's just not one that's exciting. Uh, here, that's why it's only a super great pick for me on the Marlins. Uh, seven to five Eastern first pitch Cubs at the Blue Jays, another team that's been overpriced for a long time. Fading the Blue Jays has worked out pretty well for us for the most part. Uh, tonight will be Javier Assad versus Jose Burris. Assad had four solid innings in his first outing for the Cubs, but the underlying metrics were a little shaky. It's only four innings, probably doesn't mean a ton, but the model still doesn't think much of him, doesn't think he's going to go terribly deep. And of course, that doesn't bode well given the fact that the Cubs bullpen. Um, has been left for dead after the trade deadline. Not that I really want to back the Blue Jays, though. Barrios is just average. He's better than that 528 ERA, but the underlying metrics still have him in the mid-fours. Uh, model gives him an exact average rating. That's probably about what he is at this point. Uh, Blue Jays' offense is better. The relievers are still better than the Cubs. They should be favored at home. It's just the price is too high. At minus 224 right now, just way too high. Model says it should be 205. 
So I'll take the Cubs here. I'll take a flyer on the run line. Again, it's just not odds exciting enough. It's not that dissimilar from the Dodgers-Marlins situation. Um, difference being the Cubs are on the road, Marlins are at home. But it's not that dissimilar. It's like, I think the Cubs got a chance to hang in there in this one. Um, I'll take them on the run line. That's been kind of the play for this sort of situation. But only a C-grade pick at, at minus 103. I don't want to be on the Blue Jays with the way they've been playing. I don't want to be on Barrios, but I'm not that excited about a side of this Cubs team. Maybe you take a flyer on the money line on the Cubs, maybe make some sense. I just, I can't back the Blue Jays and I think this is the best Cubs play, but again, I just don't, I, I just need better odds to get excited about the Cubs in this situation. Uh, Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah. If I were to make a play, it's going to be on the Cubs, but I, I'm, I just don't know enough about a side yet. I mean, I don't want to be any part of the Blue Jays, but like you said, the Cubs, the Cubs relievers are just, yeah. so if he, if he only does four again, or like maybe five, like, like you're not expecting that much out of him. That's, four to five innings of a terrible bullpen yeah. and and blue jays do have some hitters that can punish so I just, i'm staying away because i just don't trust them i mean if this was a later in the night game it might be one if the night's going well you put a little bit on the cubs money line right and maybe you, you did well this weekend you know like hey let's put a half unit on the cubs money line we'll see what happens but who this is i don't i don't see this one going well this is not not a great uh, game to watch or, or, or make a play on. It, it feels like a game, you know, I think the Cubs could maybe get up early in this one because, again, Barrios isn't anything special. Maybe the Cubs are up, you know, two to one, three to one at some point, and then it's just hold on for dear life. And the question is, what are you holding on for? Are you holding on needing to win or are you holding on where, hey, if the Blue Jays win in the bottom of the ninth by a run, you still cash? And that's kind of the, the the difference you have to look at. I'm like you. It's like it's it's a Cubs or pass situation. But again, the odds just not exciting enough for this one. Um, just not. I'm just I'm just, like I said. I'm just nervous because the bullpen for the Cubs is getting up something, and it's just like I said. What are you holding on to? Are you hoping they only give up two runs, or are you like okay with them giving up three? Right. That's it's never really a fun place to be in. It, it plus odds maybe on this on this run line. I like it a little bit more minus 103. I think it's worth a look, but it's not one that's exciting model does say to go over totals nine model says 9.7 model expects the blue jays to score uh because the cubs not going to have good pitching for a lot of these innings and the model thinks that the cubs offense is you know being pretty average can get some runs off of an average blue jay staff uh or an average, average set of blue jays relievers and an average starter in various so cubs should be able to score blue jays should be able to score model thinks nine's too low so model thinks over might actually be your best investment for this one 740 eastern first pitch red sox at the Twins in Minnesota, we'll start off in the mid-70s, close around 70 degrees. Wind's blowing out at 10 to 15 miles an hour for this one, uh, maybe dying down towards 5 to 10 as the end of the night. Uh, a little bit cooler at the end of the night, but uh, starting off, you know, mid-70s, wind blowing out uh, should help the hitters a little bit. Model says 8.9 for the total. Actual total is 8.5. So model thinks that this total should be 9. Uh, Brian Bella for the Red Sox. 736 ERA, but don't be deceived by that. His underlying metrics hit should be in the mid threes. He's an above average pitcher, I think. I, I like Bellow. I think he's got a lot to offer. I think he's a lot better than Dylan Bundy with a 456 ERA and the underlying metrics. So that's pretty accurate. So Red Sox have the edge here with regards to starter, but I like the Twins relievers better. And I like the Twins bats better and the game's in Minnesota. This is a, a coin toss type game. The model says Twins minus 112. I'll take the Twins minus 118. I think it's priced really well. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll take the home team here because the Twins, I think, are probably just a little bit better of a team. Um, but, I mean, I'm a little bit – only a C-grade pick because I, I don't want to go too heavy backing Dylan Bundy against a pitcher I think is better than that. So, uh, one, I don't think offers a ton of uh, opportunity here. 
Uh, maybe you look at a team total over, game over, something like that. But again, I think a game that's priced really well, if the starting pitchers were flipped, it'd be a different story. But I'm just not that confident Dylan Bundy laying a price like this. If it's minus 110 on the Twins, I'm a little bit more excited. Minus 118, only a C-grade pick. Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, this is this is my last go with the Twins. If they let me down here, I'm crossing <laughs> them off my list. So Fair. go with the Twins. They, like you said, the, they've got the better relievers, uh, and I think they've got – not, it's not like the more powerful offense, but I think a more like consistent type mm-hmm. offense. Yeah, a better offense. Yeah. And it's just, I, I think this is one they've kind of got to have where the Red Sox are kind of wavering on play. I, I think they're really out of the playoff race, to be honest. But they, they need, not mathematically, but they need a good run and they got to, I mean, it's, it's right there in front of the Red Sox with the teams they're playing. It's just the problem is they're playing better teams. It's like they're playing teams they could beat and leapfrog, but. They're also playing better teams, which makes it tough. So, I mean, yeah, the Red Sox are in a, not in a great spot right now. So it's just one of those, uh, like you said, I, I really think the Twins. And I, I like Bellow. I'm not a big fan of Bundy, but I, I don't think there's that big a gap the way they're throwing this year. Maybe, like, later on in their career, like, there will be a bigger gap. But right now it just doesn't seem that big of a gap. So I, th- I think the Twins can get enough to get it done. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you as well. Like I said, I, I wish the price was a little bit better, um, but uh, Jake and I both in the Twins. I, I mean, really the the goal for Bundy, and, and maybe this helps you, maybe you lie better or whatever, maybe it doesn't, but I mean, the, the, the game plan for this is Twins hang in there, keep it close through five, and then turn it to the relievers. You got the Twins have are at home, better relievers, better offense. None of those by a lot, but all those together, you got to like your odds with the Twins. They just need to be in this game up one, down one, tied or whatever after five innings, and then and then we've got to get shot at it. Uh, that's that's Bundy's objective, just hang in there. Uh, we just need him to not get hit around too much, and, and, and I think we we got to get shot with the Twins. But uh, like I said, uh, not a not a great price, but I still think uh, Jake and I both think the Twins are the side uh, to be on. Uh, eight ten Eastern first pitch Pirates at the Brewers. Um, <sighs> Baseball. Baseball sports. <laughs> Corbett Burns uh, for the Brewers. Fantastic pitcher, 284 ERA on the season. Underline metrics have him around three. Looks like a bullpen type game for the Pirates. I think Fangraph says Jared Eckhoff, which is more or less like a bullpen game. Uh, I don't think it would change my number hardly at all. Plucking him in, you know, maybe a penny or two, it wouldn't be much. Uh, it's, it's not going to go well for the Pirates tonight. That's the bottom line. Uh, model says Brewers minus 328. This feels like Brewers run line is the play, uh, unless the odds are just crazy high. You know, if, if it's like Brewers run lines like minus 170 or something. Probably you just pass at that point, but otherwise, it feels like Brewers run lines to play. Uh, Burns is really good. The Pirates aren't. I don't know what else to say about this game. It's going to be ugly. <laughs> um, the model says 7.8 for the total. So, model says 7.5 or 8 probably seems pretty reasonable, but I don't know what else to say other than we'll probably be on the Brewers just because I don't know how you can back the Pirates against Corbin Burns at this point of the season. Yeah. Uh, Jake, what, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's not a way I'm going to be on the Pirates here. It's it's going to be Brewers or past, depending on what the odds are when they come out, and then even then, it's it's one of those that I, I won't be near a TV screen. I don't want to. Oh, yeah. I don't want to watch the Pirates. I don't want to encourage them. <laughs> I, I, I will I will spend more money at their AAA team here than than I will betting anything Pirates related. There you go. There you go. I, model says three twenty eight. So model says if if you could get Pirates like plus three forty, it's probably worth a flyer. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll be that high, of course. I, I, I mean, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What price would you need to be like, I'm going to put like five bucks on the Pirates, like plus 350, plus 375? Is it like just like plus 400? Like, uh, you're probably not going to get a price in it, but like, how high is it where you're like, sure, it's worth a chance. Anything can happen in sports. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, how high does that go? 
Probably three fifty to be honest. That, like right, oh, when you started that question, that was the number that popped in my head. Okay. Uh, okay. So I mean, because I mean they've got some talent with Brian Hayes and guys like that. So may, maybe they can maybe, maybe the Brewers sleepwalk through this because they assume they're going to win. Yes. You know, yeah. Offense says offense says, hey, Corbin Burns is pitching. We don't have to score. I was yeah. joking about there's some of the better pitchers in these offenses. Like with the Mets and Degrom, they're like, yeah, we can score zero runs and win. I'm like, Degrom's good, but I don't know how he's going to allow negative one runs. But you know. Right, you get Burns go eight, eight good innings. They put Hater in, and Hater is just no Hater's Hater's in the Padres now. It, oh, Rogers, who's, who's been just as bad anyway. That's how that's yeah. How <laughs> or, or at least or Rogers, who's who's not been as bad as Hater because I don't know how you can be as bad as Hater. But Rogers has also been terrible and coming over from uh, from San Diego. But yeah, I, I'm with you. Like the model would agree with that if you get plus three fifty in the Pirates. But I mean, I, I don't I don't think you're going to see odds that high. I I think we're probably going to see odds or Brewers run line as the play, but again, we'll see what the price comes out. Tweet out a play, update the sheet if if we like anything later in the day. Given the Pirates are supposedly going with a bullpen game, my thought is they if they if they drag their feet on announcing a pitcher, maybe later in the day until we even know until we get a price for this one. I mean, um, not that it matters. Like I said, the, the the money line should be massively favored to the Brewers anyway, right? Yeah, the over the over is probably a better look than. A money line or run line. Would- it's just it's just tough because you're you're counting on the Brewers to score all the runs because you don't expect the Pirates to really score off Burns, right? No, I mean that's no. that's the and that's the problem. We've had a couple of these games. That's why you know, like I said, I added the run lines as, a, as an extra look at for us here. But it's tough. And you talk about team totals is the same thing. Like if this total actually is eight, isn't your team total for the Brewers like six and the Pirates like two? I mean, it's got to be something crazy. Two and a half. I mean, do you really? I mean, I I guess maybe, but like, I don't really want to go under two and a half of the Pirates. And if the Brewers are at like five and a half, six, I'm like, I mean, they probably score that many, but they probably only bat eight innings, which hurts a little bit. And it's like, I don't know. I, I it, it it makes it tough because like, if you're going over, it's all on the Brewers, and if you're going under, it's all on the still on the Brewers not to score, right? <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah, this is one of those wild games. That's <laughs> there's probably not a great play to be made. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's. I'm the hope is it's like the Cardinals game, and that the Brewers are like minus two twenty on the money line for some some dumb reason, minus two fifty on the money line, and we can get an advantageous either money line if that's the way you want to go or run line price. That's the hope. Cross your fingers, but I'm not, I'm not holding my breath for that outcome. <laughs> uh, to the late games, nine oh seven first pitch, Yankees at the Angels. It'll be mid seventies to start in Anaheim around seventy years to close. A slight breeze blowing out, dying down as the night goes on. Kind of what we normally see in the Los Angeles area. Uh, Frankie Montas versus Jose Suarez. Montas three eighty four ERA in the season. Underline metrics say it should be in the mid threes. Uh, still, for the most part, being a disappointment for the Yankees. Uh, but as I mentioned last time, I don't think he was ever as good as the was touted as the, for the A's. I don't think he's as bad as he looked for the Yankees. Somewhere in between a solid pitcher, uh, Jose Suarez for the Angels. Probably about average. Uh, 419 ERA in the season, underlying metrics say that's pretty spot on. So, I mean, just a run-of-the-mill pitcher here. Uh, Angels offense kind of pretty average at this point. Yankees relievers decimated. Angels relievers not that good. Uh, Yankees offense still supposedly good. There were rumors that they used to be good. Do you remember, was there a time when the Yankees offense was good? I, I feel yeah. like there was. <laughs> there was when they had this guy, uh, Joey Gallo. I mean, he, oh he, yes, yes, Joey he Gallo really and his yes. offense. That, uh, uh, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and who actually has hit fairly well for the Dodgers, at least <laughs> relatively speaking. But yeah, he was terrible for the Yankees. I, uh, very mind blowing how that's played out. The Yankees, uh, you know, losing Saturday, losing yesterday in the game. I had an A grade play on the A's, and that was looked like the A's should have been favored watching that game. I mean, that was 
easy for them. Uh, Yankees just continue to, to struggle. I'm on the Angels here. I'll take the one line here. Uh, plus one and a half. It's minus 110 odds. Uh, model says there's an edge also in the money line if you wanted to go that route. Model says that it should be Yankees minus 139. And so a price of Angels at plus 159 makes a lot of sense. Again, for the most part, this has been a situation where it's been better. There have been a lot of one-run games for these types of favorites. So uh, I'll give up a little bit on the plus odds to ensure a higher probability of winning. Uh, I'll jump here on the run line. A great play for me, but like I said, I like the Angels one way or the other. It's, it's Angels or pass. The Yankees' price is way too high. If the Yankees had been playing reasonable, different story. Um, but with the way the Yankees are playing right now, and again, the relievers are just in shambles at this point with all of the injuries that they've had, leg infections, all sorts of nonsense. Uh, I don't really know what's going to happen in this game. So either plus odds of the Angels or taking the run line around even money, I think is way too good to pass up. Total of this one's eight. Model says 8.9. So model expects some runs. Again, model doesn't really love any of the pitching in this game and thinks that the hitting uh can get some yeah it can get some runs in, in a, a fairly neutral-ish ballpark uh so again model thinks it should be nine so model likes the over uh whether you take over a team total over i think there's some i think there's an over to look there uh something something to, to think about here uh, throughout the day before you get to this one again angels are passed i love the angels a great play for me on the run line jake what do you got yeah i'm sending this one out i, I can't trust the angels like that's my fair word. Because uh, I feel like if the Yankees win this, they win it big, and if they lose, if they lose, it's a one-run game. So I just, I, I can't invest it. I'm probably completely wrong because I've not been right on the Angels at all, maybe a handful of times this year. So I'm just going to sit this one out. Angels doing really well in Toronto this last weekend. I don't know how much of that is, like I've said for. I don't know, two months now, the Blue Jays are ridiculously overpriced and they're not not as good as people think they are. Uh, or how much of the, is this the Angels, you know, Trout back, offense getting up to, again, mediocre, whereas without him, with him struggling before he got hurt and then with him being hurt, the offense just looks pathetic. Now the offense is at least competent. Um I don't know how much I don't know how much of that is why it's it's almost like we talk about like we're in the middle of the season, but uh, baseball is such a wonky sport sometimes. It's like we talk about college football, right? After that first game, how much is which team? And it's like watching this series, it's like I don't know if that's the Angels like aren't terrible or if it's the Blue Jays kind of just mediocre. I, I don't know which one it is. Obviously, probably a little bit of both, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's just I was kind of thinking this is like I mean you're saying the offense is competent. They've got two of the best. Players have played in a long time, and they're just like eh, and, and, somewhat play offense. And a, and a Taylor Ward, who you know, not as good as that early streak he had, but I mean, still a very good hitter. I mean, yeah, I it's we can have we can have. I mean, I'm sure there, there are people out there doing whole shows on this and breaking down the stats of how crazy it is that you've got, like you said, two of the best hitters, Trout, one of the top hitters ever. Um, Otani, not in that level hitting wise, of course. You combine hitting and pitching, just. Yeah. A once in a once in a generational type player with the skill he has, and yeah, like, it is kind of crazy to think that their offense is now competent. It's like, man, you got those two guys starting off, and Taylor Ward as as your third best hitter. Like, you ought to be better than competent. You ought to be better I mean, than mediocre. Anthony Rendon for like, I know he got hurt early on, but I mean, having that, you would think this like they would have been on a world burner pace at first, just not. Well, they kind of they kind of were for like a first month, and people were like, "Oh, the Angels," and I was like, "I don't know if they're that good yet, guys." Tap the brakes. And sure enough, it's been I, I've been more right than I wanted to be on that because I don't ever want to see people just completely bomb and fail. But I mean, 
that that first month was it was a good month, and no one can ever take that away from them, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is setting up to be like a thirty for thirty, like the four falls of Buffalo right. or something like that. Yeah. Like, what on earth happened, and why was there not some success? That's a, no, that's a good idea. I hope they do. Someone's got to make that documentary, right? Of like when this is all over, just the failures of how you had these two guys and didn't even sniff a playoff berth at least yet. I mean, maybe there's always next year, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how it gets better. For a long time. They have, and they're gonna have to go spend a lot of money. I mean, they need a lot of help. They're gonna have to be really active in the free agent market, and and it's an attractive destination playing in Los Angeles. You know, weather's nice. Um, it's attractive to play with those two guys. So, I mean, maybe they maybe they're able to, but they're gonna have to invest a lot in that team because I don't see how it gets any better next year. Really, it's it's gonna be tough when you're when you're a little brother. Right, like uh, you know, that's true. Like, that's true. Yeah, anybody you want to offer big money to? I mean, the Dodgers are probably Dodgers are like, big money to them too. Dodgers are like, sure, why don't you just come play for us? Well, we've got yeah, yeah. deep pockets as well. Yeah, it's, I don't know. That's yeah. got to be a terrible situation to be a fan of. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, Nine forty Eastern first pitch. Uh, Phillies at the Diamondbacks. A pair of lefties, Ranger Suarez versus Madison Bumgarner. Suarez, uh, talk about every time he pitches, just continues to look good. Uh, again, struggled a little bit at the start of the season, but uh, since then has, has looked fantastic. 338 ERA on the season. Underline metrics have him a little over three and a half. Uh, Bumgarner, a 453 ERA. Underline metrics say that's pretty accurate. It's a below average rating. I mean, edge of the Phillies here starting pitcher-wise, edge of the Phillies with the bullpen, edge of the Phillies offensively. They're on the road. Diamondbacks are competent this week in getting the sweep um, in Chicago against the White Sox, who have their own issues, of course. Uh, but the Diamondbacks, you know, still playing, still playing hard. They've call, calling up Corbin Carroll, who I don't think is going to, like, change things necessarily, but gives them just a, another spark um, a, of young talent. So the Diamondbacks still – Playing hard and fighting. Uh, model says total of 8.4. Actual total is 8.5. So model says stay away from this total. Um, I think the price is a little too high on the Phillies. They probably win. I'm going to say something a little bit weird here. I kind of think your best play on this game is run line either direction. I don't really think the money line makes uh, as much sense. Like minus 168 on the Phillies. Model says minus 156. I think you're paying too big of a premium. If you're going to back the Phillies, I think just go on the run line on the road and just hope that they can crush Bumgarner and hope that they win something like 6-2. to two. Um, So if you like the Phillies, i just rather play them on the run line. I'm on the Diamondbacks. I think it's probably a better side here on the run line at minus 109. Uh, I, I think the Diamondbacks got a shot to win. I don't really... Think, I don't I don't like them enough to go money line, but I think they got a shot to win. I think they got a shot to lose close. Again, these types of dogs have been the ones who've a lot of times lost by one. And so I think it's worth the flyer here on the Diamondbacks. Only a C grade pick. It's similar to what we talked about with the Cubs. If I can get plus money on this, I'm a little more excited. But at minus 109, I'll be on the Diamondbacks. I think it's the better side, but I'm just not loving it. Uh, I just like I said, I wish I wish we'd get even money uh, on this. Um, as it is, I'm still on the Diamondbacks, just only a C grade pick. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the Diamondbacks here. I think. Uh, Bumgarner is good enough to somewhat keep it close, and that offense is just scrappy enough. Yeah, to just hang around and be right there with a chance to win. Because uh, I, I kind of like, like I've watched the Diamondbacks all year. They're one of my like favorite, non-favorite teams. You know, mm-hmm. it's like what I'm always kind of root for. And I, I think they've got some really good pieces here that bode well for the future. And I, I think we'll start to see a little bit more of that. I mean, the Phillies could easily hang a number on them with that offense, but mm. uh, I think this one stays close. And so I really like the Diamondbacks plus one and a half here. 
Mm-hmm. And like we talked about before with you know Harper coming back for the Phillies, uh, doesn't really help them against lefties as much because their offense was already pretty good against lefties, adding a left-handed bat there. doesn't do as much for them as against a righty. Adding Harper does really improve their offense uh, from before. Not that Harper's not a good hitter and still can't hit lefties. It's just, it doesn't help them that much. It's kind of rounding it. They're already good against lefties. Um, so that doesn't do as much for them. Uh, I, I'm with you. The, the Dunbacks are, are interesting. Uh, the, the game plan, again, just something to think on the game plan is for Bumgarner just to keep them around and you know be down three to two in the seventh inning in the eighth inning and then it's like you're just holding on but they lose by a run maybe they tie it up and and if you're on the money line maybe they win but like i said i think run line either way is probably just a smarter look because the money line odds just aren't that exciting um uh, for me at this point again the phillies are more likely to win but are they likely to win by one and a half or more than one and a half you know i i, I don't think so i think the dumbbacks um much more than 50 percent on this one uh, so I'm okay with the minus one and like I said, I just I would just be more excited if it was plus odds personally. <laughs> for yeah, no, I I just I I don't know. I've got this sneaky feeling that Walker Walker comes out and hits a big one or something like that and just keeps it real close. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You just gotta hang in there, and that's the benefit of taking the plus one and a half. Just hang in there and uh, got a, got a good shot to win. Uh, closing us off here, uh, already posted this on the website. Play of the day for me, Giants minus 120. A great play here for the late game, 945 Eastern first pitch. It'll be chilly in San Francisco, upper 50s. Winds will be blowing out on this one, but again, a park that's built to minimize that effect. Model says total of 7.3, so probably stay away from the total of 7. I, I wrote this in the write-up. I mean, the biggest discrepancy here is the, between the starting pitchers. Carlos Rodon is fantastic. Mike Clevenger is just very average. Uh, 359 ERA on the season, but the underlying metrics say that's smoke and mirrors, and it really should be in the mid-fours. So a massive pitcher edge here. Obviously, Rodon's really good. Don't need to talk about that. Um, his numbers are what are, are real. Um, I, I love Rodon. Rodon's biggest problem is that he's backed up by a bad bullpen, so if his pitch count gets up, that's the thing. That's the only real chance the Padres have. That's obviously what they're going to be trying to do. Um, but otherwise, if Rodon goes seven innings in this game, I don't see the Pirates really having much of a chance. Offensively, these teams are about the same when the Giants facing a righty and the Padres facing a lefty. If that was flipped, you have a whole different story. But the Padres offense gets a ding as they're pretty left-handed switch hitter heavy. Uh, Giants offense also pretty left-handed heavy. Gets a little bit boost facing righties. I think these offenses in this situation are pretty even. Uh, I don't trust either set of relievers, and I love Carlos Rodon. Minus 120 seems way too short. Model says it should be minus 134, and it's because Jared's always talking about that 14-cent difference closer to even money is a higher probability edge than at that 14 cents we're out in the 200s and 300s and something like that. So the 14 cents here around even money, a pretty big edge here on the Giants at minus 120. I love this one. I think Rodon can get it done for us. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm all over the Giants here. I think uh, Clevenger is not as good as he was in Cleveland. Uh, uh, Do you have Tommy John or whatever the injury was that kept him out for? I don't remember, but he he was out for a while. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And made it. uh, He's just not been the same since. And I think the Giants' offense is good enough to take advantage of that. And I I don't think the Padres will get two run done. So if we get seven out of him. That's incredible. I think there's a decent chance he goes eight yep. and really takes it out of the weakest part of the Giants and the bullpen. I think we go home happy here. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. He's got to go deep for us. And you wonder um, with the Padres, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Talk, a lot of people talking about the Padres, all these big acquisitions and struggling. How much of the Padres' struggle do you think is the little bit of the they're now getting every team's best shot because of the trades? I mean, I think that I think that Radon's 
got to be thinking about that. I'm th- I was thinking about this. Like a lot of pitchers probably are. They're going out there saying like, I'm giving you my best shot. Everything. And not that pitchers are trying every game, but it's a long season. It's easy to have mental lapse. It's easy to maybe not be quite as prepped as you should be in such a long year. But like, you're getting up to face this Padres team with all the hype, right? And I wonder if that's part of the effect of them struggling is they're getting every team's best shot now. And I personally don't want to get Rodon's best shot. That that's ter- that terrifies me. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, yeah. I think that plays a big part into it. Like, I mean, you think about this with any team, like whatever, like the Yankees, that, that logo, they catch the big shot. Like yeah. Duke, your Duke, Kentucky, Kansas in college basketball are the, the Astros the Astros as of late have been that have been that situation. They've gotten yeah. all those bad teams their best shot and they haven't done as well against them because yeah. these teams are playing way over their heads against them. And it's not that they're not playing hard every game. It's just sometimes you need that especially in a hundred sixty two game right. Like, right. You got you gotta have that little extra to like get you up a little above the hundred percent you've been get throwing and I think that's a big part of it. With all, and there's a lot of like that team seems to run their mouth. I mean, uh, Soto yeah, does that little yeah, dance, with, yeah. little dance mm-hmm. or whatever. When every he, ball he's like wiping around, like no, that's not a strike, you know. Yeah, and so like you, you know that sits in somebody's head, especially somebody as good as uh, Carlos Rondon. He's he's not he's not gonna like that. He's he's gonna come at it, and I think that's what's happening. I think you nailed it on the head there. Everybody yeah. is getting up. I mean, even the offense, like you're like all right, we. We got to help our pitcher out. Their defense or their offense is supposedly supposedly really good. We got to add some little extra help for our pitcher, and I think that's really what's leading to a lot of these struggles here. Yeah, yeah, and and you can even talk about Hader in the last several games. He hasn't been in the closer role for over a week now, so his struggles. He hasn't even pitched at a high leverage spot, so you can't even just say it's it's been that. Uh, it, it, I I I hear I hear some of you out there, you know you get off my lawn types, right? You know, oh, they should be playing hard every game. They're professional athletes. And I, I get what you're saying, but again, it's it's hard. There's a human element to this, constantly being on the road, away from your family, away from your friends or your entourage or whatever you want to call it, right? Your buddies. Um, you know, it's such a long grinding season that it's not that they aren't trying every at bat, but yeah, there's just, there is a, a little bit of a difference potentially in, you know, taking a playoff, taking a, a night off, you know, maybe being out a little bit late the night before, just trying to like, you got to find happiness and joy and whatever people just kind of doing that or whatever, but like, you're not doing that against the Padres. Cause they're you're like, you're getting their best shot. It seems like, and uh, like I said, we're giving them their best shot is like, you want him to have a night off. You want him to not be as prepped to just kind of be like going through the motions or whatever. And that's when you can get to him. But when he's, when he's rocking and rolling, he's scary. And I think he carries him to a victory tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. All righty. That's all the games today. Any parting words, Jake? Yeah, the U.S. Open starting. Um, I, I know that, that first round, there's not a lot of great values there, but mm-hmm. that second round, you start to find a lot of value in some of these players and stuff. And I've got a little bit, like I'm talking like a quarter of a unit, um, curious to win it all. Okay. Uh, Djokovic isn't isn't playing, and I, I mean I think Nadal is kind of out. Him and him and Federer kind of like aged out. So I'm, I think when I was looking at it, it was pl- like between plus seven hundred and plus a thousand. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just something to watch. The, the dog game. barking in the background, just like the dog pick for the U.S. Open. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fitting. It's now it's fitting. It's fitting. Uh, yeah, I, I love watching tennis. I don't. I don't uh, dabble in that as much, but uh, it, it's a lot of fun to watch. And like I said, you can find some good value entertaining tournament here uh, to, to throw into the college football <laughs> and the baseball uh, that's happening now. Just it's a it's a it's a good couple weeks here for sure. Alrighty, well that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. 
I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.